It's Tuesday, January 14, 2014. Uh, I would uh, like to add my thanks to the citizens of West Virginia for their continued patience during the water crisis. Tap water ban lifted in West Virginia after chemical spill, but serious questions remain. Solar beats natural gas in Minnesota. Google is moving into your house. Plus, please don't pimp the pine lands. New Jersey's last wilderness saved from fossil fuels. All of those pimps and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Never realize how much you need water until you don't have water. (laughs) (laughs) Or until all of your water is filled with 4-methylcyclohexane methanol because you refuse to regulate it. Because, you know, freedom. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, speaking of freedom, this just in, congressional negotiators have reached a budget deal that would block the Obama administration from imposing new light bulb standards that would effectively prohibit the sale of old-style incandescent bulbs. Yes, Republicans are still fighting for their wasteful incandescent bulbs that, by the way, use 90% of their energy for heat and only 10% for light. Kind of like a Republican. Well played, Desi Doyen. Yeah, they can't wait to overturn the very energy efficiency law they passed during the Bush administration in 2007. Well, speaking of dim bulbs, what other news do you have for us today? Well, tap water is on its way to being safe to use again for residents and businesses in West Virginia five days after thousands of gallons of a toxic chemical used to process coal spilled into the Elk River, the primary source of drinking water for nearly 300,000 people, forcing a total shutdown of hospitals, schools, and businesses around Charleston. The company that owns the tank farm, Freedom Industries, yes, that's their name, did not inform state environment officials or the water company about the spill. That's according to the CEO of the water company, West Virginia American Water, Jeff McIntyre. They did not report this to us, and I have no idea of when or if they reported it to anyone else. Luckily, so far, no serious injuries reported from the spill. A federal investigation has begun into how this happened, including why hazardous chemical storage tanks were located on the banks of a major river upstream of an intake pipe that draws water from the river for the entire region. Because Liberty Desi. (laughs) Well, apparently it's much too close to stop or dilute the chemical before it entered and contaminated the whole water system. You keep calling it the chemical. What's the name of that chemical, Desi? You said it earlier. Why don't you say it? 4-methylcyclohexane. Methanol? Yes. Was that so hard? Yes. As with the deadly West Texas fertilizer plant explosion, this latest toxic chemical accident has exposed more gaping holes in oversight of hazardous chemicals at both the state and federal levels. Thanks to lobbying by the chemical industry, shockingly little is known about most industrial chemicals. Of the 80,000 chemicals approved for use in the U.S., only about 200 have ever been tested for safety by the EPA. So the chemical lobby fights to keep the government from interfering with their use of chemicals? Yes. And their poor poisoning of our drinking water supply, apparently. And anti-coal activists have criticized corporate media reporting on the spill for ignoring the fact that rural West Virginians living in coal mining country live with water contamination every day from coal, and the birth defect rate there is 26% higher than the rest of West Virginia. That's just a coincidence. Moving on, on a head-to-head comparison, solar beats natural gas. That's the conclusion of a federal judge in Minnesota who was tasked with solving a dispute over whether the 
state should approve a new large-scale solar utility plant or new natural gas. In a cost-benefit analysis, the judge found that solar energy's benefits outweighed the lower price of natural gas over the long term. Meanwhile, Google is moving into your house. I kind of thought they were already there. Yeah, they kind of are, but this is more. They've announced the purchase of a startup company called Nest. They're makers of smart thermostats for energy efficiency, part of the growing tech sector of energy management. Privacy advocates are concerned about what Google will do with all that big data because Nest's smart sensors know when you're home and exactly how much energy you use. Finally, good news for New Jersey's last remaining wilderness. Finally, some good news in this report. Yeah, it's known as the Pinelands. The New Jersey Pinelands Commission, charged with overseeing and protecting New Jersey's last wilderness called the Pinelands, they've defied Republican Governor Chris Christie and denied a permit to build a natural gas pipeline through the middle of the wilderness preserve. For some reason, they don't seem to be worried about retaliation from the governor. Apparently, he's a little busy right now or something. Oh, they've defied Governor Chris Christie, I hope they've got good walking shoes out there in the Pinelands. <laughs> they may have trouble getting around the roads. For much more on that and all of the other stories we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Remember, we've got a new iTunes subscription feed, so please resubscribe over there. And since we've got a new feed, we've got to start our reviews from scratch. So please feel free to leave us a review at iTunes. Find us and like us on the Facebook and follow us on the Twitters 24-7 at Green News Report. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Drink up. All day I face the barren waste Without the taste of water Cool, clear water And Dan, don't you listen to him, Dan? He's the devil, not a man, and he spreads the burning sand with.